Okay, here we go. Today on The Vibe, we have Greta and Nikki Lewis talking all things regarding matchmaking, creating deeper connections, and I'm so excited to have these girls on the pod, especially during this new era of dating and meeting people. I would absolutely love both you and Nikki, you and Nikki, Nikki and Greta, to please introduce yourselves. Greta, you go first. Sure. Hi, I'm Greta Tudison-Stack. Um, I'm originally from New York City and now reside in California, but go back and forth a lot. And you did. Nikki, go for and it. And I am... I'm Nikki Lewis, and um, I grew up in L.A., um, have lived between New York and L.A., I guess, for 14 years, predominantly New York, but now, I guess, where is anyone? I don't know. Honestly, Nikki, amen. No one knows where they are right now. So, it's obviously so nice to e-meet you guys. I wish we could do this in person, but such is life, as you guys just said. So, you know, during this time, it's been... I've been watching so many people and so many online dating shows and Instagram lives and seeing how people are navigating this new normal. So matchmaking to me is so fascinating. I mean, I think I watched Indian Matchmaker like over quarantine or something. And I was like, besides like Patty Stringer's matchmaking, which I hope anyone who hears that will a million dollar matchmaker. I really, it's really rare to hear about a matchmaking company. So you know, I've tried to set my friends up with people and it has been a disaster. And I don't know if that's because I don't see what like I should be looking for in the other person, but what, and, and, and listen, I'm a person who thinks I see people deeply, but clearly the whole dating aspect for me getting people together doesn't work. So how did you guys get involved with this? And was there a specific moment or story that you guys were like, all right, like, bad date, bad this, someone set me up wrong, like kind of a similar situation to myself, like probably giving somebody the bad date. Was there ever a situation that was like, all right, this is why we are creating this? Yeah. Um, great question. And we are also big lovers and, you know, really, I think we're people, people, yeah. um, which was important in that. Um, but we sort of got into the space not because we have PhDs in relationships. Um, we're more connectors, and I think we had big social circles in New York and in LA, and realized that there was a need for something that a matchmaking company or an introductions company that was a little edgier, a little bit more modern. Um, a lot of our competitors sort of took an old school approach and we wanted to make it fresh and new and appealing to cool people. Um, and that's how we consider ourselves. So I think that's ultimately how we got into the space. It was, it was just about connecting people of like mind that wouldn't necessarily do app dating or online dating or go to our competitors because they couldn't relate to any of those. And things. I love that you mentioned and I think the app dating because that is something I was going to mention later is that like, is this, and we'll get into it deeper, but is this something that you're like, people don't want to go on apps. They want specific, they want me to find someone specifically tailored to them. Like how did that, how did that become a thing where people were like, I don't want to do an app. Like the apps aren't working for me. And how are you yeah. able to connect that into a place where you were like, I get it, I understand. And it's not going to be weird when I connect you to somebody. Right. Yeah. I think it's... Like there were websites when we started, you know, like JDate and Match.com right. were already there. And so many of our friends in particular were like, 
you know, there has to be a more sophisticated way of doing this without needing to put my face up there for the world to see. And that was really the type of people that we attracted to. Uh, And the funny thing is like this, the idea for this spearheaded in such a similar time to now, you know, (laughs) there was a big recession in, you know, 2008, 2009. And a lot of this stemmed out of this, you know, Greta is a business mastermind um, as much as she is a matchmaking mastermind. And she said, what is a what's a what's something that's recession proof? Totally. What is going to be next of time? And even now, you know, we never knew if we would be pandemic proof. Turns out we are. Um, we'll get but, into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, it was really really interesting that you know one of our best matches that really kind of steered us into this direction of doing this for forever started around then. So let's get into the bevy. When did you guys start this service and what does it actually entail to be qualified? And I don't even know if that's a thing. This is me just like assuming that there has to be qualifications. (laughs) There are, there are. Um, We started, we've been in the dating space since 2010, but we started the bevy in 2014. So we had worked within the industry and then branched off and started our own. Um, And it's been amazing. Um, I think our membership, um, and that is both women and men, um, they are all walks of life. Um, it consists of educated professionals who are looking to be in a monogamous relationship and looking to meet people of like mind. So people who are smart, um, you know, who have jobs, who want to be in a relationship and who are attractive as well. I think they want to be connected to people that they wouldn't necessarily meet on their own. Of course. And people that are maybe not on the apps or not in their social circles or not in their industry. Um, We can only be in one place at one time. So this gives them an opportunity to meet people outside of those groups. Um, As far as our prerequisites, it's, you know, we work with um, college-educated people. Obviously, there's anomalies to that, and Mm -hmm. there's exceptions to the rule. We work with people who are working. Um, We work with people who take care of themselves. So, you know, physically and mentally, it's important that you're in the right physical space as well as the right headspace if you're going to enter a relationship. And, and just then quickly, just we, quickly, why do you feel that it's important to be in those two spaces before getting in, into a relationship? I don't think it's like necessarily, it, but it's 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 where Greta and I's our circles lie, and so absolutely it was natural. It was natural for us to start doing this um, really via referral, and I'd say that's about how ninety percent of our membership comes. It's through people who are kind of like me and Greta. Greta and I went to college. Greta and I. <laughs> You know, we're not the most beautiful person in the room. Oh, my goodness. Guys, as I'm staring at them, they're both beautiful, blonde, brunette, gorgeous beauties. Don't even. (laughs) are so sweet. But, you know, just really taking pride in ourselves and, and, you know, working hard on ourselves. Yeah. We still do. And so those are the types of people we gravitate towards. And, you know, and not to sound you know, a certain way, but, you know, our clients are the most eligible bachelors and bachelorettes in the country. These are people who are not looking to waste their time. These are people who have zero trouble meeting people on their own, which I, you know, have to stress. These are people who really can't put their face or their last name out there for the world to see. Confidentiality is huge. 
Um, yeah. So you need to protect who you are if you're a big name person. Absolutely. And that's what my, my thing was always with dating apps. It's like, it's like, yeah, you are kind of putting yourself out there to just Instagram, Facebook be judged. And that's not really how I'd want my romantic relationship to go. And I love that, you know, I know this in my soul, but I wanted you guys to say that out loud because I think it's so important that people do notice that even you guys saying we need we need to be in the right frame of mind to do this. Like everyone should be in the right frame of mind to look to find what they're looking for. And if if love is one of those things, I hope all of your ducks are in the row, aka like working finances, yeah. all those things that I'm sure a partner would be looking at. Yeah, you have to be happy and successful in your life to be happy and successful in a relationship. I love that, yeah. Nikki. I think it's also important to understand that, you know, what we do is you're trusting someone else, an expert, to pick the people for you. So while we're all creatures of habit and tend to gravitate towards the things that we know we like, sometimes it's good to outsource it and say, you know what, whether it's you hiring a stylist and, and just expanding your mind and expanding your opportunities um, or hiring a realtor to find you the best apartment versus spending time looking for yourself. It's going to save you time and energy if you can put, put that sort of effort into someone else's hands and then focus on other things, whether it's work or hobbies or family or whatever it may be. Such a good way to put it to like getting a realtor or this, like people like don't, it's, that's still someone not meddling into your life, but getting into, getting into knowing things about you. So if you're buying a house, if you're buying a house from somebody, of course they're going to get to know. So I feel like that was a great comparison to say, because I feel like, you know, when people hear dating, like dating help or matchmaking or anything, I feel like it's so good to put it into a term that people can really relate to and it's not so jarring. And I just thought that that example specifically of like getting help to buy a house, like getting help to do this, like you, those are things you would get help for. So why wouldn't you get like a little assistance on the the most eligible bachelor, bachelorette or they, them, whoever it may be. It's on the most important decision you'll ever make in your lifetime. <laughs> Literally, it's the most important decision and it's forever, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. And that's something I, I want to ask about later is like, some some like you know amazing stories that have come out of this but I want to get into COVID because COVID is something that took over and you know as I was saying to you I've been watching like these online Instagram dating shows and seeing how like people are connecting in a different way so as we're entering COVID is there a higher demand for this service because you know with the safeness the state of the world it's almost comforting to have a deep service to find quality people in long-lasting relationships totally um, I mean, there's, there's several reasons why it's a safer space. I think, you know, especially during the app age, it's easy to go out every single night of the week. So from a physical standpoint, you know, with a service like ours where you're dating so mindfully and you're not going out every single night of the week, you're actually physically being safer um, because we are setting you up in a really, really safe space. Um, and you know, as far as the dates go, we've had people, you know, take walks in the park or even like sit outside for dinner. Um, and I think Greta, you know, Greta can speak to kind of why even now just mentally, it's a much better time to be dating kind of mindfully with something like us. And I love, and Greta, before you get going, I love that you guys keep mentioning like mindfulness and like all of those things because you know, again, on apps, all you see is like the outside. You don't 
hear the word mindful ever. And I love that you guys keep considering that and on everything you say. And I know that it's coming out so naturally. And it's something that I just, it's just something warming to me that you guys keep being so mindful about love because love is something so important. We do have to be super mindful of certain things and how we act. And, you know, during a time like this, our heightens, our heightens, our emotions are heightened or we're running around and doing a billion things. We're not like the same people we were. So I couldn't agree more with that. And Greta, I didn't want to cut you off. I just had to say that. No, I think that's a great point. I think you just have to understand and um, be a little bit more thoughtful about the people that you take, that take part in your life. So the apps, you know, there really isn't a lot of vetting. It's just sort of based on the criteria that you put in. Um, We have an extensive interviewing process. So Mm -hmm. we really peel away a lot of layers when we talk to people and before they enter the membership. So you're going to have so much more background information on the person. You're going to understand why they're single, which is important during this time. Mm -hmm. You're going to know the people. um, You want to know that the people that they interact with their profession, um, how many relationships they've been in, and what their long-term goals are. Because during COVID, I think you want to eliminate a lot of those initial steps and um, really make sure that your goals are aligned before you meet a person. Because unfortunately, today, we just can't have the casual conversations at a bar that we used to because it just doesn't exist anymore. You know, you're just not meeting as many people randomly. So the vetting that we do will give you that background information that you wouldn't normally get. Absolutely. And before I go a little bit deeper, would you mind giving us um, like a special love story that did flourish from this? Yeah. I think it was obviously, obviously, obviously no names or anything, but just like, you know, a story that like, before I get into my next few questions, I just want to, to hopefulness that I like would love to hear. So a COVID love story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we actually, we were talking to a male client who was referred by a friend of uh, mine and Greta's um, who, you know, he's kind of international, resides part-time in like Amsterdam and Switzerland and also in New York. And this all started happening and it it really affected his family too. I mean, his niece died of COVID, which I, I mean, I can't even imagine what kind of mindset that puts you in, but it, for him... He said, I now know that each day is so precious. I don't have a moment to waste. Um, I want to find the love of my life now. And he signed up for this in the midst, at the beginning of a pandemic. Like, May 1st is when we actually introduced him to a girl who we knew from New York, but she was very international. She grew up in Europe. She was living in London. I was like, I'm sure they could, like, finagle this. And they actually completely started their relationship via Zoom and FaceTime. They hadn't even met in person until they literally sent me and Greta a photo two weeks ago saying, like, thank you for finding me the love of my life. Guys, my jaw's dropped right now. (laughs) They finally met in person. I mean, he was nervous. And there's so many rules in place, even just flying and traveling throughout Europe that they didn't know how they were going to get together. And they finally did. And that was so rewarding that we could put together a couple, you know, who hadn't even met in person until just a couple weeks ago. That is so crazy. crazy. And that is so magical. And like, you know, 
I can't help but mention Amanda Klutz in this moment because I think about love and how her husband obviously was um, struck with COVID and passed away. And, you know, it's so true. I feel like I could cry. I feel like I could cry right now just thinking about it. But, like, love is so, like, you don't, we don't know what tomorrow could bring. We we have no, like, I think if there's anything COVID taught us as I'm, like, crying to them, um, we don't know what, like, tomorrow could bring. So, like, like love is so important like within yourself that's why it was so important for you to say you should love yourself and whatnot but in this time you really realize like even as I was telling you guys I was seeing my mom not close with her but COVID has done something to me where I'm like oh my god I don't know what tomorrow could bring and I never want to be on a bad term and I never want to not have so much love in my soul and I never want to feel pain and I would hope nobody wants to feel that but that is something that is so fascinating that to hear this guy say like I don't want to live another day like without being in love because that is something that like especially now I think a lot of people can relate to and feeling like where do I go next you know the the people out there who are single I mean it's just such an important thing to put out there that life is short and it shouldn't take a pandemic for people to realize that but whether whatever case it may be, like even hearing that story for him, I'm like in tears knowing that he found love in such it a time. It could be a movie. They're both like just unreasonably attractive and bright. Like I can totally understand why both of them kind of came to us looking for such a specific type. Like they both speak five languages. They needed someone like-minded. And the fact that we could just pluck that from the inner workings of our mind out of the thousands of people that we've met over the course of our career just made it even more special that they were kind of destined to meet each other through us during this time. That's, that's a beautiful thing. And I love, again, you keep saying these like keywords, like destined, mindful, like it's like, these are things that are not like just, these are things that are coming from your guys' souls. This isn't just like, you know, analytics, let's put it in the system X, Y, Z. You're like, no, no, no. I care about this person's well-being and who they are and what they're going to offer to that next person. And I can, through the screen, I can feel like that how much you guys clearly do care about that. And that that's why I keep saying those like keywords because those are not words you hear. All, like even when I hear people dating, I'm like, you don't hear people being like, are you mindful about like what you eat? Are you like, are you working <laughs> on yourself? Are you doing like these things? And those aren't things that I'm like telling people they have to do. But those are things, you know. I'm a yoga instructor. I think that's just embedded in my brain, but I think people need to be a little bit more thoughtful like that and think things a little bit deeper than just the now and think about, again, you never know what could happen like times like this, but you know, before I get emotional, I would love to quickly just ask you guys, what would you tell a girl, guy, them, anyone who is currently dating in this climate, how should they navigate it? Nikki, do you want to start on this? Oh, I was going to let you start on this. <laughs> I, I can. I, I think, um, all right, I'll start. So I think in this climate, you, like you said, you should be thoughtful to your needs and wants. Um, I think a lot of people, when it comes to dating, we can be more superficial okay. and think of a lot of the surface layer things, but but I think it's really important to know and sort of evaluate what's going to be best for you and what's going to bring out the best in you. Um, another thing that we sort of practice is that don't think that just because a person doesn't go to the same, you know, restaurants or have the same hobbies or has the same background or pedigree that 
that person isn't for you because a lot of thriving relationships work because they complement each other. Mm. So maybe think of the things long-term that you want to learn versus what you already know and just have a partner doing it with you. I love so that. So that, I think that's a really good tip for your listeners. Is yeah, that is. Don't think, don't think of just the commonalities when you're looking for a person. Think of how they can complement you. And then you can grow from each other and um, also together, it's that's what keeps a relationship interesting. So I think that's um, I think that's a good tip. Um, what else, Nikki? Yeah, um, I love that point. I mean, it's so important to just be open minded to who you're meeting. Obviously, if you keep picking the same type over and over and expecting a different result, that's literally. Einstein's definition of insanity. So you have to be open-minded to even a different way. And even, you know, using us, you know, we're not your Patty Stinger. We're not your right. yet, uh, mother-in-law. We're like, we're like you. We are literally like mindful gurus, dating gurus. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even call ourselves that. It's just, just really being hyper-tuned into, um, you know, things that maybe might not be obvious to you when you're searching. Like Greta kind of said, you can kind of through an app search through your prism and, and, you know, put age range and location. And it's impossible to think that you're going to find someone who could be your soulmate, you know, with all those things. A hundred, a hundred thousand percent. And, you know, I don't, I put this in here, but I actually want to keep your guys' lives private, but do you guys, being the mindful humans that now I've, like, gotten to know you for the last 20 minutes, do you guys practice what you preach in your own love lives? For sure. For sure. Um, I'm married, and um, I have two daughters, and obviously, I don't know if your listeners have kids, but kids can put a lot of stress and strain on a relationship, and both of us have our own businesses, so I think I absolutely do. Um, the feedback and the tips and, and sort of advice that we give our clients and members is, you know, to make sure you give time to your relationship. Don't get so caught up in the everyday hustle and bustle. Um, it's important to be a good listener. It's important to, you know, be empathetic in a relationship. Um, I think also another thing I do in mind is that, um, you know, I probably, when I met my husband, I probably wouldn't have picked him out of a group of people. I, um, you know, that's sort of important to to think about as well. I think that um, I didn't necessarily think he was going to be my husband and everyone has this vision of who they're supposed to be with. And that's not necessarily true. So to be open-minded and let, um, let sort of nature take its course and see what happens. Um, I think I also, have learned in my relationship to recognize my weaknesses and also learn from his strengths and he does the same that's also a piece of advice we give to our clients is don't you know don't get defensive if you if you aren't good at something or don't know about something like learn from your partner and um or whether if it's his strength he has like give him that responsibility or give her that responsibility or whatever it may be, it's just really, and Nikki, this is Nikki's favorite word, but humility is really important in a relationship and, and you have to embrace that. Otherwise it's just going to be a constant fight. So embrace humility, um, embrace your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, 
and you'll see the relationship grow and, you know, really sort of thrive in a better place. And I definitely do that with my husband. Yeah. Um, I'm engaged. Our, my wedding has been pushed because of COVID, (laughs) like so many. Um, Can only imagine. (laughs) It's crazy. But, um, you know, I think that Greta and I certainly practice what we preach. My fiance is not anything close to what I would date. You know, I was a single person dating in my, from 18 to 27 in New York, um, like a total fiend and kind of just (laughs) dating the same kind of like part of my French douchebag over and over again, thinking that that was the type of person that I should be with. And I was really kind of put off when I had, you know, my first date with my now fiance who I met through mutual friends who like asked me questions and actually listened to what I had to say. That was quite unusual. Right. And I was very quick to say that maybe he was boring. (laughs) And then, you know, I thought about it and like, you know, I talked to Greta about, you know, work and life were like work wives and best friends. And, and it was like, wow, yeah, I should go out with him again because he isn't obsessed with himself. And that's kind of cool. Absolutely. And when so, was that, when yeah. was that like moment that you were like, wow, I, I'm attracted to you? Um, that it was like kind of wavering. I was really <laughs> attracted to him at first because he's six foot eight and that was something I could brag about. <laughs> uh, and then it, I was kind of, it was one of those slow builds. It's not like one of those things that you see in the movies. And I always say like, especially to younger listeners, like turn away from the movies. That's not real life. It takes time and work and effort for attraction and trust to kind of grow and build. So be patient. It's a process. I love that. I really honestly feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. And like, <laughs> Like, this is just a beautiful thing. I, like, I, I really, like, love both of your energies so much. And, you know, I appreciate you both being honest about your relationships and, like, you know, that you both said that maybe you wouldn't have gone for those guys, but you dug deeper, which is so important. And that I, that's always what the purpose of the vibe is, is to dig deeper and to get to, like, that rooted meaning of what this is. And I love that, you know, even you saying, like, I probably wouldn't have dated him. I was just looking at his height. Like, those are things that are real, true things that people do. And the fact that you did give him, like, a true a true chance. And you're being honest about being like, it took a while. It wasn't, like, a fast thing. And I love that you mentioned, like, not um, romanticizing films. And, like, only thinking that that's how it should be. And, you know, that is something that I think so many people do do. And they are thinking why are why aren't we staying the exact same way as this or whatnot and it's so important that people do realize that like love doesn't have to be an instantaneous oh my god I'm I'm obsessed with you this is love at first sight it's that's it you know what I mean that it that it can be that it can be a progression and sometimes it should be a progression to like really get to know one another and really have that healthy relationship and it's how we yeah. create our best matches, you know? Sometimes it's not instant from the first date. We always say, go on a second date. First dates are totally nerve-wracking. Totally. And you're going to learn so much more about that person. I mean, I think most of our matches, it was kind of like they were they left the first date feeling so confused because <laughs> it wasn't someone who they would have picked on their own, but they didn't hate it. And that was 
what was so mind It's like the fickle in between. They're like, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. So what should like I do next? Stressing over it. When you stress over a first date and you weren't in love, like you're stressing over it for a reason. You're totally. obsessing over it. So we say, right. give it a second date. I can think of four couples where that happened and they're like married and have the most beautiful lives because they went on that second date and they really gave something that wasn't so obvious a chance. And like, yeah. I, and just, I think, oh, yeah, go Greta. I was just going to say to segue from that, it's also, it's important to give things a chance and then also not stay in things that are toxic. So just because you don't want to be single, don't stay in relationships just because you're comfortable or right. you feel like you, you don't want to be alone because that'll get you nowhere. Um, and, and time is valuable and Absolutely. you know, make sure you're making the right decision and, and don't, you know, don't hang on to something that doesn't make sense long-term. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, something I was going to ask is I'm sure you have clients that have lists of certain things that they want or don't want. And you guys practice mindful, I guess, mindful dating. What would you say to somebody who maybe would come in and be like, I don't want this. I want this. I don't want this. I want this. Would you be like, okay, let's take a step back and like reevaluate X, Y, and Z. Are you, do you ever have those moments where you're like, I think you're being a little picky. Or are you like, I, you know what you want and that's that? You know? I mean, we've had a client who was exacting down to the hair color. <laughs> that's and kind of what I meant. Like someone who wanted something and you're like, no. Listen, I mean, he's the most incredible person. We have massive crushes on him, which I'm very comfortable to say, as most people do. And he, you know, he had a very specific vision in his mind. And he's now opened the door to blondes as well. Obviously. <laughs> It, like you know he's expecting a lot and we do put all that work in but he's a very smart capable person right. um, and we're just putting you know a, a slightly broader range in front of him but of women who we think are exceptional for him and he is obviously yeah. happy I think like anything in life you have to work backwards so mm-hmm. put together your ideal and then work from there you know because it's very hard to find perfection in people in anything, you mm-hmm. know, and you can, you know, list your priorities and then work backwards. That's, that's the way you'll get to your goal and to happiness. I love that. And again, I really do feel like I'm in a therapy session and it's a beautiful thing. Um, so, you know, before we close, I'd love to lend the floor to anything I didn't mention that you think is beneficial for other people to know. And, you know, it's very, I want people to know it's very okay to, ask for help or join a service or do whatever that may be. And I really wanted to lend the floor to, to you for anything that you've wanted to put out there or say out there or that I didn't get a chance to ask or explain because I think it's there's so much to your company that I, you know, I would love for you to share as much as possible. But what are some things that maybe I didn't get to the root, root of that you think absolutely needs to be mentioned or that you absolutely are like, for anyone listening 20 to 40, I want you to know this. Oh my God. Nope. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I guys. Say, <laughs> I would say the best one is to get out of your comfort zone. Um, I think that's really important in, in a lot of things in life because if you're too comfortable um, and you're just doing the same thing over again, you miss so much of the peripheral mm-hmm. and you know, you don't want to miss those great opportunities just because you're in your little tunnel vision, you know, habits. Um, so just really think outside of the box. And um, maybe that's like even doing something like picking up a new hobby, um, 
reading a different kind of book than you would read, um, hanging out with a different group of people. Yeah. We're going to, I mean, obviously travel's restricted now to a certain extent, but just going to a place that you wouldn't necessarily choose on your own because you think that it just might be interesting and you might learn something from it. So I would say that. I love that. What about I, you? I agree. I would also say just like, take what you think you might know about matchmaking as a concept and whatever stereotype you may have about it and just throw it out the window. I think that Greta and I, you know, really in, in a way have revolutionized the oldest industry in the book and have really made some gorgeous, long lasting relationships because people like Greta said, dipped out of their comfort zone and did something different. And I would encourage any of your listeners to kind of give it a shot. I love that. And I think people should absolutely be, I I love that we were able to connect um, because I think people should be able to look at things, especially now I keep saying like, this is kind of the new year again. And I'm like, in this new year, maybe you should think about how you want to date differently or what you want to look for, or maybe what you don't have in your life that you would like to have more of, or that you'd like to learn from someone. So those are all like really, really special things. And, you know, before we wrap up, what do you guys foresee as the future of dating? Yeah, I think, um... I think, again, more mindful dating. I think it's the apocalypse. I think that, you know, they are... Wait, did you say the apocalypse? Apocalypse is what I coined. I I want to say that I coined that phrase. I've never heard it in my life, so that was amazing. It's mine. I coined it. And I I think that it's infiltrated and, and flooded with either fake people, fake profiles, people who are using old photos, people who are misrepresenting themselves, like apps instagram it's not real life dip out of it and like go to the face-to-face you know people connections that's what i would say and then i think people are going to sort of realize that you know we as humans need the physical connection and that if you're just going to be on the apps if that's what you're doing and just talking to people without ever meeting them, you're getting nowhere and you're putting and and just having those conversations that never amount to anything or a real in-person introduction is a waste of your time and a waste of the other person's time that you're communicating with. So I think that's a a good way to conclude. So, you know, that's really where I want to close off on. I really am so grateful that you guys could make it on the pod. And I'm so grateful for the information you gave about dating and life and matchmaking and mindfulness and all that that goes with it and you know I one last thing is what does the bevy stand for the bevy um the definition of the bevy is um is a bevy of people so it's a group of like-minded people so we that's the word bevy and we felt like sort of birds of a feather flock together and love that Well, thank you girls so much. I'm so excited to share the bevy. And Nikki, Greta, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so, so much. And guys, check out the bevy. Thank you, Lisa.